Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary Montgomery and my Proverbs 31 wife, Elder JC. Praise God. Well, thank you, thank you, and hello, listeners. We welcome you to another program. And I have to really say to my handsome husband Uh-oh. that he is the uh, start of this whole process about the Apocrypha because he's been studying and listening and we just decided we wanted to share that with you because it's an opportunity for those of us who are believers to really understand and know whom we are and to whom we belong. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) <laughs> whose report will you believe? Ah. I believe the report of the Lord. And when you are researching and studying, whether it's the Bible, the Apocrypha, uh, the, the, the people within the Bible, you insert yourself within that time period, there's a whole new awareness that comes about. And we have been studying and come to know the apocrypha for a couple of years now even so much so where jc has invested in the sefer bible we we purchased uh, the apocrypha just so that we can get a fuller insight into what these books are and why in the beginning uh, they were included in the bible and then they were taken out all right so last week we introduced you to the Apocrypha, and praise God, we had some feedback. All right, hallelujah. Must have been we had to go on a new track. Yes, we did, because we had some young folks who were listening to the program, and they had no idea that these books exist. Well, you know, when you look at the overview, though, of the Apocrypha itself, it really is our history. Yes. Those of us who are people of color. And one of the things that if we've forgotten it, uh, have we forgotten whom we are? These are a collection, a collection of Hebrew books that were written before the first through the fourth centuries. In fact, most of the, what we consider the Torah. Yep. Uh, parts of the writings like Psalms and Proverbs and even Septitude. Yes, and even the New Testament, even though it wasn't written at the time of Christ, knew about particularly Enoch. And yes. we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Awesome. But it's useful historically, theologically, and spiritually to gain fuller understanding of what was going on during the first century Judaism. That's right. Because a lot of it, is lost history. And you know what they say, a man without roots or a man without knowledge is a man without roots or a man without roots. is a man without knowledge. Yes. Either way, it's correct. And you don't know where you come from. It's just like that term, dark ages. Yes, we'll have to, People that's understand another. understand what the dark ages mean and why it came about and why and what happened to the dark ages. But we're not going to talk about that today. I was going to say, we'll have to come back. That's another history lesson. And believe it, we are history buffs. We love the word of God because we believe not only is it true, but it provides us for what history is all about. But you know, the word apocrypha, pastor, means hidden away. Yeah, They were writings hidden or withdrawn from common use and the Bible in the 1800s. 
So you blame those folks because they took it out. I assume, yes, they did indeed. But, you know, JC and listeners, our goal is to generate interest that will stir up those seeking the truth and answers to many questions that they may have in the scriptures, but don't know where to look. Yes. There's so many things there, especially in Genesis and in Revelations, that are like a mystery. And uh, and hey, that's what and it, it's supposed to be a mystery because we don't know the mind of God and True. we don't and God selects who He wants to communicate with and give them power to interpret and to share and to write down and to put out into the community with thus says the Lord. But you know, it says, "Study thyself to be approved." That's Second Timothy two fourteen. Not only are you stunning, but for understanding, because we should be learning this. The Bible is not a book that you read from Genesis to Revelation, and you're going to get the whole story. Right. It's line upon line, precept yep. upon precept, precept, because there may be something in another book that will give you the answer. And as you study it, God's going to send the Holy Spirit to enlighten you along the way. But the authenticity, that's a <laughs> A difficult word of the apocrypha is proven since passages from the first book of Enoch, which we're going to discuss today, was found along with the Dead Sea Scrolls and writings in various Ethiopian, remember, Africa, Greeks, Hebrew, and Aramaic Bibles. That's right. All it takes is simply to read the books with an open mind. After all, according to King Solomon, as we mentioned last week, he who answer a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Proverbs eighteen thirteen. No. Just know, I was just going to say, just know that when we open up this new arena for maybe some who have never heard of it, maybe some of you have and aren't sure about it, but we are doing it line upon line, precept upon precept, because we want this word to get in you and you have a better understanding of what God says to us and what he means for us. Because the truth shall set you free. All right. And although many religious and lay folks say the Apocrypha is not the inspired word of God, but you know, it holds keys to filling in that 400 year blank uh, between minor prophet Malachi and the New Testament of Matthew. People were still living and a lot of stuff was still going on toward that, towards that time period. And just as JC mentioned, uh, uh, the Apocrypha being a collection of books, that's like the first century before. Yes, before. That have been written down from exactly. the very beginning of the collection. This is before the Hebrews even came uh, to, the, exactly. the, uh, to come about. But written texts were always put it together, but it wasn't until the first century that they finally started to write it down and circulate it around. So now it wasn't passed down verbally. There were scrolls. Yes. And that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls are all about. Well, we're going to take a, a short break and come back to talk more about particularly the Book of Enoch. Well, praise God. We'll be right back. In that old church basement. Yeah. 
I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org well, Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. We're in the house today sharing the good news yes. with you. Yes. And uh, we just want to mention that uh, become a Stone Builder partner. Uh, join us as a partner for a donation uh, that's tax deductible for $25 a month and support this work that we're doing because we are doing this for the joy of the Lord. And, and also you can hear us. We're, we're thankful to, for Doug Apple and the Wave 94.1 Family FM uh, that's here in Tallahassee, but you can that every Thursday, five o'clock uh, on the clock, but you can tune into us at your convenience on any of the post- uh, podcast stations such as iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, I'm not sure. Tune in. I like iHeart and Spotify myself. Yes. God. <laughs> Don't forget Apple and Google, too, if you haven't mentioned those. But become a uh, partner. Uh, and also, you can learn more about uh, not only uh, what JC and I, what we do on a daily uh, basis, but you can visit us at welivingstones.org. We're the founders of Living Stones uh, International. Uh, we've been around for about 14 years. Praise God. Uh, he's in the house daily, uh, giving us the opportunity to uh, to go out into the highways and byways, sharing the good news like we're doing today as we're going to talk about uh, the Apocrypha, especially we're going to start with uh, the book of Enoch. Well, you know, let's share a few stories. But before we get there, I wanted to say that, you know, the Bible there is no other book that is held so sacred. And most of these uh, first written languages that were used were for the Bible were the ancient African languages of Egyptian, Gazis, Amharic, Aramaic, Phoenician, Hebrew. And one of the things that we sometimes forget, how did the Bible originate? Where did it originate? It had to be with the first civilizations, mm. the first religions, the first arts and the sciences, even the first spoken word. And we know the Bible was written during some 1400 years, 1300 BC 
to 100 AD, and few of it, many of its authors have been identified until the finding, and I believe it was in 1947, when they found Enoch among the Dead Sea Scrolls. And guess where? In Jordan at the Qumran Cave number four, which added to our knowledge of this Ethiopian Enoch. Yes. Enoch. Enoch. The Ethiopian. Pastor. E-N-O-C-H. Yes. And when you say the Krumar uh, province of that is located at the mouth at the northern part of the Dead Sea and is right there at the uh, uh, south of Jericho. And we all know what Jericho's famous yes. for. Yes. You know, when Joshua crossed Last over the Jordan yeah. River to Jericho. So, uh, so the, uh, so when Moses came along, uh, they, the, and, took the Egyptians, or not the Egyptians, but the Israelites out of uh, Egypt. Egypt right? They took a maybe a, a month journey, took them like 40 years because of all their... Oh, hard-headed, yes, hard-headed. You know how we are as believers sometimes. But he, he left, uh, but they took the track uh, from Egypt. That means they had to head up north, and then they cross over through the, the desert, the Sinai Desert. And which is now Saudi Arabia. And then they came, took a northern path to cross the Jordan River. And that's why that is a very historic area. Yes, it is. Because that's where Mount Torbor is at. That's where, uh, not far from Galilee, Nazareth, everything is near that that area because Joshua crossed over right there. So, a lot of those scrolls were right there. So uh, that's location is very important. And that's why when you study history, you have to study the Bible from a geographic standpoint. Geography is so important even today because everybody's fighting over that little patch of land. land. Still <laughs> fighting. Oh, God. But, uh, but uh, so... The Bible is so alive. And when I say, when I refer to the Bible, I refer to the Apocrypha because in 1601, when King James brought all his religious leaders together to take the Hebrew scriptures, Aramaic, the Greek, uh, all the different manuscripts of that time, and he brought them together to make up a Bible that would be for everyone. Well, first it was for his own use, but it was for everyone because he wanted to separate himself from the Catholic church. Let's just put it out there. There was some religious drama going going on. on, And a lot of people didn't want the masses to know the truth. Similar to now. I was just going to say that was back then. Uh, How about Uh, right now? A lot of people in leadership, they don't want the masses to know the truth, especially this truth. And we're going to talk about it. I got to get this out. Let's get to it. How much time we Nope, let's get to it. Y'all need to pay attention. The government now wants the banking institutions to keep track of your account. They want to know anything that goes to your account of $600 or more. Whether you you got $600, whether you spend $600, someone paid you $600, you go out and have a yard sale and you made $600. The government wants to know about that money. Why? 
because they get ready to pass that $3.5 trillion money and they want their money Somebody got to pay. Y'all, that is a total invasion of your privacy and this is in the Bible. The things are happening right now when the government is taking control, wants control, because we're not standing up, we're not saying stop, they're just going to keep on, keep on, keep on. So, to get back to uh, Enoch. What are we talking about? Enoch. I'm talking about that $600. They got me upset because they want to know how much. Why? You already filed taxes. You can't even keep tracking my taxes as it is now. Mm. Look how y'all screwed up the stimulus money. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. All right. Get back to Enoch. Praise God. I love the Lord. You know what? And that's why these books get me so fired up because history does repeat itself. And that's why it's so important that we start with learning about the attribute of Enoch because Enoch was the seventh generation from Adam. Yep. That means that Adam was alive during the time of Enoch. Yes, he was. Matter of fact, Adam is Enoch's granddaddy. You know, they knew each other during that time. They were alive during that time. You don't know this until you study to word. Adam lived 930 years. I tell you. And because he lived there, that means that Adam was 130 years old when Seth was born. He was 235 years old when Enosh, his grandson, was born the son of Seth. He was, Adam was 325 years when Kenan was born. He was 395 when Mahalalila, Mahalalili was born. (laughs) He was 460 years old when Jared was born. And he was 622 years old when Enoch was born. And then he was 687 when Methuselah was born. And also 874 when Lamech was born. And we all know Lamech is Noah's daddy. All right. So he didn't see Noah, but he knew his daddy real well. But just know that this here, Enoch, as that first patriarch, he was a prophet, the ascender. He was an immoral divine and a superhuman and through his book boy he put some insights on some things that are only touched upon in the bible he is known as the perfect human being one who is the first immortal man and this is according to who moses genesis 5:18 22 and 24 states and Jared lived 162 years and he begat Enoch and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. So he was 300 years old when he begot when he begot Methuselah known his wife, I guess. Yes, he would have to. <laughs> Remember, he walked with God, so he did according to God's tenets. And he, and because he walked with God, he had a personal relationship with him. 
God loved him so much. The relationship that the Almighty has with Enoch, that's the relationship that he wanted with Adam. He wanted that relationship with Adam and never got it because of the fall. And know that his great-grandson, Enoch's great-grandson, was Noah. But he was referred to as the omnipotent sage, the superhuman of knowledge. He wrote the story of creation centuries before Moses wrote his story in Genesis. He was 21 generations before Abraham and held as the father of the faithful and the father of nations. And Enoch also predicted the flood and also the coming son of man, Yeshua. Well, I think what's important to remember in Genesis 5, 24, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And by that, Enoch did not experience death. He was the mightiest prophet. They were saying that he was the teacher of the nations. So could you imagine during that time period, he was the one that everybody went to. He wore the mantle of both prophet and wise man. And you know what that means. He, he was the super Gandhi of that time period. Yes. He was the sage. He was the seer. He was the one that people came to if they wanted to know something about the mind of God. That's a powerful position. Mm. But yet he had to be humble because he was close to God. He was purported to have been taken up to heaven and shown the mysteries of nature and the foretelling of the Messiah. So God so trusted him that he gave him the mysteries of the world. Could you imagine having to say, see, we always complain about what happened to Adam and why didn't Adam do his work, but we had Enoch as an example that people have tried to bury all these years. It is prophesied Enoch will be the prophet of judgment because, you know, if he went up and God took him, God took him before he could sin and meaning he is watching over everything Mm. we're doing. He explained in the, it's uh, in his book in chapter six and seven, the flood, and Noah's role in it. But again, he predicted that there's going to be another decline after the flood. Yes. And we're looking at it. He saw that evil would be going to the end of the world upon which judgment would come on this earth. So he's looking because he's living. Enoch walked and talked with God, keeping his commandments and teaching them, like I said, to the nations. He lived in close relationship to God that he was transferred without dying. That's amazing. Mm. That there's is only other one person. Amazing. Yes, only one other. Elijah. Yes. So we do have the two, what is it they say, the two prophets at the end? then we can almost say they're going to be Enoch and Elijah. Yes, there's going to be them. Oh, we should do we should do research study on that, the two yeah. witnesses. Well, we first got to get through this one, Pastor. I don't know. We might not make it. <laughs> this typifies the coming of the Savior and the saints living upon his return who will be removed 
and we will what? When we see him, mm. we will be just like him. So we will go from mortality to immortality. And I think Hebrews 11, 5 through 6 says it well. By faith. Hear that? By faith. 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 Yeah, like a mustard faith. seed faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. Listen, audience, that he pleased God. Yes, he did. And the second part of that in verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So Enoch was diligently seek, seeking the Lord so much that God could trust him yes. with teaching the nations, trust him to be the prophet, trust him to tell everybody what they should be doing before they started doing going the opposite direction. Could you imagine he had power? Power, power. <laughs> and never once did it go to his head. Because you know God doesn't take up someone who's going to have the big head. Because remember, look look what happened to Lucifer. Yes. So when you get the big head, you're not there. So here he is, a simple man. But this is our truth. This is our foundation This is who we should be building. I'm wondering if we have spent so much time spending on the life of Enoch, would our world be any, would be different right now? I I believe so, because one of the reasons why I hate to say racially, but he's called Enoch the Ethiopian. And there's a reason why he's called the Ethiopian because not only from that area, because Egypt, Ethiopia, it was all one nation. At one yes, time. it was. And everyone came out of that area, that um, uh, that uh, uh, that area of location. And Enoch was, I think that they left him out of the Bible because at that time you had Const- you had Alexander. And then they divided up Egypt, and you had Constantine, the Council of Nicaea, and they had several meetings. And after the end of the Council of Nicaea, that's when the book of Enoch was taken out and hidden because it was racial. I'm just going to put it out there. It was racial. The people in pre-first century basically were all people of color. I'm just going to put it out there. Yes, it was. All of color. And with the issue that people have with Enoch is that if you have power, sometimes folks don't know how to humble themselves to the truth. And they hid the truth. So much so that we have this situation today now and you wonder why people are killing themselves, why young kids are taking guns to school, why we have all this crazy stuff going on in their society because they don't know what the truth is. If they saw images of themselves, yes, it would be different. If they knew that, they, if they saw pictures of description of what Yeshua looked like, brass feet, brass skin, 
hair like, like wool. Wool that's white, fiery red eyes. I knew my granddaddy had some kind of eyes. <laughs> fiery red eyes. He looks like many of us who are here today. And they killed it. Same way when Napoleon first saw the pyramids in the Sphinx and they saw what those Sphinx looked like when the first thing they did, they broke off all their noses. And took away the Afrocentric of what they what the appearance was. And then they went ahead and started changing history, photographs, pictures. And brought in this new looking being. Eurocentric figure. Leonardo da Vinci. And the whole new picture of what Jesus looked like. The the long hair, straight, soft looking kind of guy. All I know is that the guy who I follow, you know, he got a six pack. He's a carpenter. He knew he got calluses on his hands because he worked for the first 30 years. Because his daddy was a carpenter, and during that time, you took on the trade of your father. So yes. your daddy a fisherman, you a fisherman. Your daddy a carpenter, you a carpenter. Your daddy's a builder, you a builder. Oh, God, where, where am I at now? Yes, I'm up here getting so excited about I was just gonna say, you not we, being that first guy who walked with God. He was there during the time. He interacted with the angels. Yes. He was there. As the he's the one that told the story of the watchers of the of the the sons of God coming down and mating with the daughters of men because they were fair and beautiful and created this race of people called the Nephilims, giants. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, he saw the prediction of the flood because God was not happy with that situation and he wanted to do away with it but just know that yes he is the seventh generation of adam in genesis 5 1 to 32 it spells out the entire his entire lineage but he is known as the black seed okay so all before him was black and those after him black and remember he is the seed from which Jesus Christ comes. Yes. So history was not kind to us because it made it more of a Eurocentric figure rather than the figure that he was. Dead Sea Scrolls confirm that. And 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 that's what's so amazing about that find of the Dead Sea Scrolls because it had a lot of other biblical references from Peter and Paul and all the other disciples were part of that. But of those Dead Sea Scrolls, over half of them were made up of the book of Enoch. Yes, they were. And it was the foundation of many of the New Testament believers and and writers because they knew of him. Yeah. Yeah. And they were quoted by who quoted Voltaire quoted uh, him in the 16th century. Dionysius, uh, Homer, who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. And I translated that from Latin to English. So I know that was a tiresome process. But here was a man who actually referenced Enoch as a blameless prophet. Yes. So even they knew of him. Those were the Greeks. Yes, they were. So how come we don't know? How come we don't know? And then how come we... People are saying, that's not the inspired word of God. 
But and he's saying this is not the inspired word of God. Uh, the, uh, that other church. <laughs> the, the, those folks from, <laughs> from the Council the, of Nicaea. They but killed surely, off all those people who were right. against changing the, the Bible. They killed all those guys off. But remember. They finally got rid of them. Enoch is referenced, and we're going to get to that, Pastor. We need to take a short break. I do. I need to take a deep breath. We're going to take a short break because we're going to talk on the relationship of what's in the Bible to what Enoch already wrote. Yeah, because like if we state, if that's true, that means that Genesis. A lot of it came out of the book of Enoch. Yes, it did. About the fallen angels. Yes. About the watchers. Yes. About the uh, the different angels. The book of astronomy. Uh, the book of uh, the uh, the the book of judgment and righteousness. The 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 book of dreams and visions. The book of the epistles. All of those came out of the book of Enoch. So he was not only prolific, but he also was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. So we, we're going to take a short break, come right back. I mean, there's a whole lot. Let me see. We almost need to cover this in several sessions because Enoch just by itself, and we haven't even gotten to all the other books, is massive. Maybe I had too much coffee and I need to slow down. <laughs> all right. Let's, we'll be right back and see you soon. Sometimes feeling low Nowhere to go Here comes along and it makes me real strong Big time to attend a real down-home auction with the family. Gospel Express Ministry South is hosting its 26th benefit auction Saturday, November 13th at the Lighthouse Children's Home, 7771 East Mahan Drive in beautiful Tallahassee. Bid on Amish-made furniture, craft items, quilts, and tools. Farm fresh apples, cheeses, and other tasty treats like home-baked goods. Mm, good. Breakfast starts at 7.30 a.m. and auction at 9.00. Stay for lunch and enjoy barbecued chicken. For details, contact Meryl Detwaller, 850-447-2033, or Ken Stoner, 850-766-9191. See you there. Well, welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with me, Elder JC, and Pastor Gary. We are on fire Fire about bum, bum, Enoch bum, because it offers just such a opening to what's in the Bible and what's kind of missing. That's what the Apocrypha does for me. It fills in those gaps that yeah. we have questions about. And like we said, we're learning on line upon line, precept upon precept, because you just can't understand and know the Bible all in one sitting or over years, even reading it, because we really want the Holy Spirit to come and enlighten us about what we're reading. And remember, we we talked about it. This would be an opportunity for you to become a stone builder and contact us at welivingstones.org. You can make a donation of any denomination. You could email us, and then we have our own Stone Builders Hour email, stone bhr at gmail.com 
so that you can yeah. under, know and contact us and let us know about, have you listened? Do you have any questions? Is there something that you need to know, particularly because this is new territory for a lot of us to understand how did they drop the Apocrypha out? Why is it in the Bible? What does it do? But it is confirmed over and over again within the Bible. You know, earlier we uh, we were going to mention the book of Jasher. We're going to do that a little bit later. But Joshua 10, 13 just states, when the sun stood still, mm. verse 13 says, and the uh, sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. So this is in the book of Jasher, and we're going to talk about Jasher a little bit later. Um, we'll uh, go ahead and talk about some of the things that we are doing, some of the things that we're missing out of that. Um, we just wanted to mention that because that is our next territory when we get ready to do this again. But first off with the book of Enoch, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is related to what happened in the early church and then the New Testament legacy. Pastor? Well, the early church, it was an acceptance by the early church because they held it in very high esteem. Uh, it wasn't racial during that time. It didn't really become racial until uh, the Greeks, after the Council of Nicaea, during that time period, uh, the introduction of Easter, uh, the sun god, the introduction of Christmas, and, and things of that nature. And that kind of separated uh, people because the people who said that they uh, wanted to worship pagan gods, uh, it was that as if if you don't convert or believe, you will die. You know, if you don't partake of pork products, you will die. You know, if you don't do these things, you will die. So a lot of folks died and a lot of folks converted. converted yes. And so they were held in such high esteem and it was in Daniel's prophecies they're reinforced by the book of Daniel concerning the last days and the days of judgment. So when the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, parts of the 10 manuscripts contained four of the five sections of the, uh, the Epiotic? Ethiopic. No, Ethiopic Enoch. Because okay, he was an Ethiopian. Yeah, <laughs> make it simple. Make it plain. That <laughs> That's is plain. Heck yeah. <laughs> make it plain. And it was highly respected by the, the covenanters of Krumar who kept these scrolls. And it was written considerably a whole lot earlier than anything Moses wrote in Genesis or the Torah. And, and like we said, this is way before the Jewish people came to recognize themselves as Israelites or Hebrews. Correct, correct. Nature. These are people just run. This is pre, this is like uh, just post-flood, but he, they were there. Well, one of the things that's interesting when you talk about um, the Ethiopic Enoch 
that these were learned men. I mean, Enoch was training them, teaching them. That means they had to know about ink. Mm. They had to know how to make paper. You know, even if it was papyrus, I think it's called. They had to know those techniques in order to preserve when they realized about passing the word down by word of mouth, they realized they had to put it on something so that they could be able to keep that language, that message alive. And apparently Enoch was privileged. Yeah. So much so that God gave him the tenets of how they should believe, what they should believe. And people were coming to him. Remember, he's the master prophet. Do you know what a prophet is? A prophet is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear. I mean, let's face it. We always teased um, uh, the one of our churches we attended. We always teased how we we all wanted to be evangelists because we could just come in and say the word and leave. We didn't have to worry about whether we stirred anything <laughs> Do the work. up. Yes, or people had a question or anything. But when you're a prophet and you come in and say a word, people are scrambling because it's either going to make them uncomfortable. It's going to make them review their life to change it. And in some, in some cases may not change it, but they are there to say, thus says the Lord. That's what a prophet is there to do. Well, I know one thing that uh, being a prophet, when all these years I have studied the Bible, you know, it always says, uh, you know, we, we learned about Genesis, the creation of man, and, um, and then the fall of Adam. But we never, I never really thought about Adam being alive and interacting with his descendants. So to have Adam and somebody like an Enoch or Lamech, yes. or Methuselah, they were all interacting together like, come on over to my house for lunch. Um, it might have been some lot of traveling involved with that. <laughs> you know, just come, you know, they were a family, just like you are a family and you're glad to see your grandchildren. You got your own life, but you have your seed seed. And I never really looked at it like that before. And you have a, a young man, Enoch, who was taken up by the angels and shown the past the present and the future and then be able to come back and share that information with everybody well and recognize through other biblical texts not only biblical historians but religious leaders even what i would consider secular people yeah. they knew of enoch how does homer hear about enoch the Ethiopian being a blameless man yeah. sitting in Greek and he in for all purposes in Ethiopia. Yeah. So that means his reputation preceded him. That means he was so good at what he did that people knew about him. He walked with God. Amen. And many of his writings that are in the book of Enoch were apocalyptic. They were foretelling great events in the end times, in our times. 
So God gave him a little remnant, just as Daniel has his prophecies. So does Enoch. And he talks about the victory over evil, the resurrection of the dead, the last judgment, Mm. and glory for everlasting salvation. He knew that back then. Thousands of years before Christ even got here. The original evangelist. Yes. How about that? But he was more than evangelist. He oh, was yeah. the prophet. He was the prophet. <laughs> I, when I think of the prophet, I think of someone who's not coming to tell me nice and beautiful things. He coming to whoop up some butt because we're not doing what we need to be doing. He goes into detail in yes. the Bible. It talks about how the sons of God... Uh, saw that the the human women were fair and mated with them and created Nephilims. And that's pretty much all it leaves to the story. But the book of Enoch goes into detail of those watchers who were assigned to watch out over uh, over of, of the creation and fail and created these supernatural evil type of beings, these giants, God was so angry with them that he took them and threw them in fire and brimstone at the base of this earth that they're burning to this day Mm. because of that original sin that they brought on his creation. Enoch goes into detail on that. Well, since you brought that up, the just going to the beginning of the book, Enoch, and my uh, Seaver Bible calls it Shanok, uh, but it's called the book of the prophet Enoch. And just the first verse says the word of the blessing of Enoch, how he blessed the elect, that's us, and the righteous who were to exist in the time of trouble. Mm rejecting all the unrighteousness and wicked. Enoch, yes, a righteous man, who with Elohim, God, answered and spoke while his eyes were open, and he saw a holy vision in the heavens. This the angels showed me. So he, he's, he's having a vision with his eyes open, and they're showing him all of the troubles. They're showing him all of the things that are going to be happening in this time period. Yeah. And, and that's why when people can see, when you have a man like Enoch, yeah, he's Enoch the Ethiopian. Yeah, he's Enoch the Black. But he represents God, yes. the Almighty, who is colorblind. God doesn't see color he just created something out of the earth and it came out that it looks like the people of color because that's what the earth was made out of but he represents the almighty who loves his creation whether they black white asian you know all the he loves his creation man but sometimes we people got to get past that when we look at each other, if we can stop get past this colorblind situation and look spiritually, then we'll see walls coming down 
You won't need no woke. <laughs> you won't need to get rid of the police because of this. You won't need Black Lives Matter. You won't need these things because we're spirit first. And the key is you got a good spirit or you got an evil one. Well, Enoch talked about that too. He talked about what was going on. Many of the New Testament writers, now I'm wondering, uh, uh, Paul was so prolific, I'm wondering, he must have been, mm, uh, we won't say he was, uh, uh, what's the word called? Copyright. Copyright somebody (laughs) else's work. But many of the historians paralleled Enoch to the New Testament. Many of them were influenced and knew about Enoch. And then he kind of went in decline. One, because the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Trent, the Council of Laodicea all decided that these were the only books that were going to be in the Bible, minus the Apocrypha. And you had Martin Luther take right. it out. There was and just you had all these other Calvinism, Calvin, right? Protestants. Out, Protestant yeah. and Catholics. And, so, yeah. but the, many believed that the book of Enoch has been greater than any other apocryphal and pseudographical books taken together. And some of those, you know, we're going to read just a couple verses uh, that talks about, that compares the two verses together. First John 2.15, most of us know, knows that. Love not the world nor the things that are in the world. Well, that was in First Enoch 108.8. It talks about love nor any of the good things which are in the world. It's almost... Word for word, Revelation 3.20, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. We love that verse. You know, it says knock um, and the door shall be open. open. Um, Seek and you shall find. And then I will come in and if you knock, I will come in and sup with you. Well, first Enoch 62.14 says, and with that son of man shall they eat and lie down and rise up. Mm. So a lot of there's a lot of similarities of what Enoch spoke of that the New Testament writers were writing of. And many scholars and theologists they say that uh, Enoch does not foretell of the Son of Man, but he does. He does. But it's up to you to do the research. You can't go by what we're saying because I'm fire. It's still up to you to do the research for yourself because the truth shall set you. Information is so key. You know, one of the things that, you know, JC, you said that uh, in in Colossians um, uh, 2 3, it states, In Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But Enoch 46.3 states, the son of man who reveals all the treasures of that which is hidden. In 2 Thessalonians 6.15, king of kings and lord of lords. And Enoch says 9.4, the lord of lords and king of kings. And it's not only just what's in the Bible Based upon, um, I have a book that's called, actually, I I love it. I had it. It's been kind of hidden, and I just pulled it out for this. (laughs) Yeah, No, it was hidden, Um, but it was called The Lost Prophet of the Bible, Enoch the Ethiopian, and it's actually written uh, by a rabbi, and he references many of the Christian and rabbinical 
ministers who wrote about Enoch because they felt that he was an integral part of the influence on the church. Um, Pastor, I hate to say this, but we are going to be, uh, we have a few more minutes. I wanted to see about us coming to a close. But one of the things that this opens is not only the opportunity to know and understand the book of Enoch, but also to understand all the apocryphal books. And we are talking about, you know, it's rich in devotional insights, because remember we said sometimes you read the Bible and it kind of falls off and you want to know what happens. There's ethical um, admonition and spiritual guidance that comes with this. I mean, the fact that Enoch's writings were so incorporated into the Torah, was incorporated into Psalms and Proverbs called the writings. It was instituted into the New Testament because everyone knew of him. It's going to teach us, I think, two things. Repentance. We all need to come to repentance because Enoch talked about things are going to happen. And humility before the Almighty God and provides insight into the spiritual and practical disciplines required to achieve our breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my own personal transformation. I want to walk with God too. I want to be able to, I would love to be translated out of here without seeing death. Wow. But I can just imagine that might have upset his family too. They have to looking for him. Where is he at? Where did he go? You went out there to get a loaf of bread. Right. Where he seen you yet. <laughs> and don't send um, the FBI or anybody after me because I'm going to be walking with God. But it does teach us too about the importance of keeping our focus on eternity mm. with Jehovah. And that's not in our Bible. We, I'm looking to walk with him, to be with him, to be able to do all the things, to be able to go to out to the ends of the universe and beyond. Now I sound like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> we, one thing about you have, not have to, but to have the joy of the Lord. We have fun reading the Bible. I'm sorry, I'm just not that serious sometimes, even though I am serious. Being a business owner, I had to be an a-hole plenty of times. But now that I've served the Almighty full-time, I find that I have fun in the Lord and in Scriptures. So all I want to say, just just explore the books of the Apocrypha. Yes. Just check it out yourself. Yes. You know, and and have fun because they got some stories in there that's like, <laughs> oh my goodness. This is like, they have some stories in it about giants, about fallen angels, about things that were going on there. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they got some stuff in there. It's like, what? <laughs> All the fill-in for the Bible. Remember, line upon line, precept upon precept. Let me just say a prayer since we're yes. going to go out and, uh, and and have fun. And and uh, and that's what we're doing. We're just having fun learning. And we'll be back with, the, you know, with others of the Apocrypha, other books. Got to have fun with this stuff. So, oh, Lord. Yes. You are 
our compass. Yes. That guides us to salvation. Hallelujah. On every journey, you are the voice that guides us and support my wife and I. Yes. And the people who are listening. Yes. Within our heart, you reign supreme. You lead us along the path of righteousness, even when the path is dim in this world, as we're being a witness to right now. Yes. Your truth lights my soul. That's why I have so much joy. So that I may see right from wrong. You are the lighthouse that guides us through stormy seas and protect my wife and us and our seed and our children's seed from jagged rocks. Hallelujah. Because not my strength, but because of your strength, I do not fear the path ahead of us. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you will give my wife and I the strength and the wisdom we need to always walk in your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Hallelujah. Yeshua. Yes. And we will see you next week. I know Time's we're already Yes, up. it is. And we I think we're talking about looking into Jasher, but we might have to throw in a little more Enoch into that. We'll wrap it up. So, yep. we got, so we're just going to roll for the rest of the month. Praise God. All right. We're out. We'll see you next week. God can heal. God can heal. Oh, yeah. He can heal. And he can mend the broken.